0: is The Talking Dead, a podcast dedicated to the AMC TV show, The Walking Dead. Hello everybody, my name is Chris. And my name is Jason. And this is The Talking Dead podcast number 219, recorded Monday, June the 8th, 2015. Jason, welcome back to the program. It's been a little while.
1: It has been. It's been a long while, Mr. Fairhurst.
0: It's been a very long while. Here's the deal. We have been absolutely negligent in our scheduling of podcasts for the last couple of months. Yes. Really, since season five ended, we have just been all over the map with our recording schedule, with what we're talking about, just, just everything. And I'm going to pledge right here, right now, that starting today we're going to get back on the horse and ride it at a regular schedule for the
1: rest of the summer. Okay, so you're not going to, you know, say what that schedule is, or you're just, you're pledging to do better?
0: Well, no, I can say I think we should record at least once every two weeks up until yeah. Fear the Walking Dead starts, when we will start recording every week because that show's on every week.
1: Okay, so that that's a good commitment, and I, and I like that. And uh, I think we should commit to every second Monday, from now until uh, Fear of the Walking Dead starts. Absolutely.
0: Right. And I feel better about that because I don't like it when we're all over the map because I never know what we're doing, and it just doesn't feel right. I feel stressed out about not recording, and then, and then I just, you know, I feel like we got to get one in right away, but, but I, I also like to plan ahead a little bit, so I, I'm glad we're doing this. I think, I think it's important to stick to a schedule.
1: I, I do too. I, I prefer structure in my life, so uh, this is some good structure that I can, uh, uh, I can really uh, get on board with.
0: Right, and frankly, as a person who listens to a lot of podcasts, not just who creates one, I, you know, I appreciate it when shows are released in a at least a pretty consistent schedule, once a week, once every two weeks, whatever the schedule is. I prefer them to be done that way. So I want to live up to that standard myself.
1: Good. Let's do it. All right.
0: Every second Monday from now on, Fear the Walking Dead will start at the end of August, and then we'll be back to weekly. Super. All right. Well, we have some things to do on the program today. Uh, Some of it is Walking Dead related. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, The first thing is going to be the Walking Dead news. Um, And at the end of the show, we're going to announce our first Walking Dead actor spotlight for the summer. Right. And in between that... There might be some random crap, but we'll see. Okay. Just got a few things I want to talk about, which are, you know, not really necessarily related, but I think might be fun to talk about briefly. So let's start with The Walking Dead news. Okay, good. The Walking Dead news. All right, Mr. Miles, there's a few things to get caught up on here. Most of it is sort of casting related, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to start with a new cast member that has been added to the main show, which is the one that we're here to talk about most of the time. Mm -hmm. And that is an actor by the name of Corey Hawkins. Pretty cool name, I thought. Corey Hawkins, all right. Corey Hawkins. Now, you're probably not going to know him from much, because if you look him up on IMDb, well, he has a few credits, but nothing really that I've seen. Although he does have an upcoming biopic on NWA, NWA. Called Straight Out of Compton, and he plays Dr. Dre. Right. That's cool. So yeah, I think that's pretty cool. I mean, that might be interesting. But other than that, I haven't seen this guy before. But I have a feeling we're gonna get to know him pretty well because he has been cast in the role of Heath. Do you remember Heath from the comics?
1: I absolutely do not remember Heath.
0: <laughs> you don't, eh? No, <laughs> no recollection of the Heath Man, huh?
1: Well could you please describe the character?
0: Uh well, he lived in Alexandria, had he was a black character. Had um, uh, I think he had cornrows, okay. I think, and he was um, well. He well. I don't want to give too much away. Actually, I was about to say something that happened to him. I'm not going to say it, but he's been around in the comics, and he is still around in the comics. I guess I'll say that.
1: Okay, that's good. So that's more than you can say about some people that are not lo- no longer around in the comics. Yeah,
0: exactly. Now. So he's been around for a while, and he's been an important part of the com- comics. Oh, Alexandria. I remember
1: Heath now. I just looked him up and saw a picture of him, or the picture of the drawing of Heath, and uh, yeah, I absolutely remember Heath now. Yes. I didn't remember the name Heath, but the character I remember for there sure. There you go. So he, he has
0: a fairly important role, and they've cast him on the TV show, so... Um, Who knows what they'll do with him on the TV show, but he could be around for a little while, and depending on how things go or where the story goes, he could become a regular cast member. I think right now he's been included as a recurring character, Right. so he'll likely be a big part of, I'd say, the first half of season six at the very least, and we'll see where it goes from there. But Corey Hawkins is the guy who's playing him. Did you look him up? Do you recognize him from anything?
1: I did look him up. I don't recognize him from anything, but I do recommend, uh, recognize some of the uh, uh, the movies that he's been in. Iron Man 3, Non-Stop. Uh, you know, I've seen both of those, but I have no recollection of uh, this particular actor. What was those. his character in Iron Man 3? Oh, Navy Op.
0: <laughs> okay, so he was probably a guy sitting behind a desk?
1: Uh, yeah, I would assume so. Or maybe one of the guys, uh, you know, I don't want to spoil Iron Man 3. But yeah, basically just this guy, you know?
0: <laughs> that's right. Navy <laughs> off. He's just this guy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> there's a reference for you. Who can tell us what that reference is from? That's <laughs> I can, your, I can. That's your challenge for this episode. Yeah. Uh, anyways, we'll see Corey Hawkins as Heath in season six. I think that's exciting. And there's bound to be more, uh, you know, new characters and stuff like that, including the next item here. Okay. There's a casting call that's gone out for The Walking Dead. Season six, they are looking for a female character named Allison. Now that of course is some sort of code name because they never reveal the real names on the casting uh, announcements, but they said she's a woman in her late twenties to early forties who is a smart, artful and charming psychologist, but quickly turns awkward and messy when it comes to her personal life. They go on. She'd much rather stay safely inside her comfort zone But the true test of her metal comes when the comfort's gone and the stakes are life and death. She's not cynical and really cares about people. Hmm. So interesting character description. Now, most of the internet thinks this is going to be Dr. Denise Cloyd from the comics. Uh, A character I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't remember her either. Um, Doesn't even play as big a role as Heath, but does have some important scenes in the comic and she uh her and heath are in a romantic relationship for a while in the comics
1: oh well so that makes perfect sense
0: it does it does seem to make sense that they'd both be coming in at the same time uh now the half the internet thinks it's going to be her and in a relationship with heath and half of the internet thinks that it's going to be a love interest for daryl but i think that's probably just wishful thinking
1: I I think that uh, you saying that half the internet has an interest in this one way or the other is wishful thinking. Uh, Maybe. (laughs) I'm just saying half of the
0: people that have uh, spoken up. Okay, that's
1: that's different. That's different than half the internet.
0: (laughs) Well, fair enough. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Uh, But a certain percentage of the internet are on Team Heath and a certain percentage are on Team Daryl.
1: And those percentages are about equal.
0: I would say so. Okay, so that's good. <laughs> Try and keep you honest. See, fifty-fifty yeah. makes sense. Uh, so, anyways, we don't know much about her, but I think Doctor Cloyd is a good guess. Uh, but maybe it's really Allison. Maybe for once they're gonna throw out the real name and confuse us. No, throw us all off the off the trail. Denied. <laughs> Not gonna happen, eh? Yeah. All right. So well, let's move on to some Fear the Walking Dead casting then. Cool. Um, and there's a there's a fairly big one actually. I'm going to drop a name for you here, Jason. And you tell me if this name rings any bells. Okay. Sandrine Holt. Sandrine Holt. Yes. Last name Holt. First name Sandrine.
1: Sandrine. No, it doesn't ring any bells. All
0: right. Well, you have seen her in at least one popular TV show that I know you've watched. And Uh, that would be... What? No, go ahead. That would be House of Cards. Right. So she... Yeah, she was um, a co-worker of, um, uh, what's her name? The First Lady in uh, House of
1: Cards. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> oh,
0: Robin <come> Wright. <laughs> she was a co-worker of Robin Wright's character in House of Cards during season two, right? right. Yeah. And she's she's a fairly prominent actress. I mean, she might not be a household name, but... She's been in a bunch of stuff. She knows what she's doing, and now she's been cast in Fear the Walking Dead. She's going to play Dr. Bethany Exner, a confident and skilled doctor.
1: Yeah, I totally remember her from
0: 24, not from House of Cards, but that's, oh. just, that's just me. 24. Yeah, I didn't watch 24, so I don't know. Now, she she also recently was in the U.S. version of The Returned, which was their, uh, I think on A&E, their remake of the French show, mm-hmm. The Returned. Um, And I really like her. I really like her. I thought her role in House of Cards was fantastic, and I'm really looking forward to seeing her in Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah, I'm uh, looking forward to this too. That'd be great. So she's a pretty big 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 name, sorry, to to join that show. We've got some other cast members, though, coming as well. Um, Now, we've gone through a bunch, you know, the last time we podcast, but here's some more. So Lorenzo James Henry will be playing... Chris, according to IMDb. I should preface this by saying these are all, according to IMDb, so are subject to change. (laughs) Right. But right now they've got Lorenzo James Henry as Chris in six episodes. Now this guy has been in some stuff, including Star Trek, uh, NCIS LA. Is it NCIS or NSIC? NCIS? NCIS. All right. And Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. (laughs) Well, he was in Star Trek as a Vulcan bully. Yeah, Star Trek I got, and Seventh Heaven, the TV show. Right. So he's been around, um, although I don't know him, because I've only seen of that list, I've only seen Star Trek. And he was probably had a pretty small role in that. Anything else that sticks out to you?
1: Nope. It, uh, well, yeah, just, uh, just the Star Trek reference.
0: All right. Next, we've got Bobby Naderi as Sergeant Castro in two episodes. Uh, now, he hasn't done much either, but I looked him up and he appeared in the movie Argo as Airport Husband. <laughs> airport Husband. <laughs> I'd be surprised if that was a speaking role. <laughs> yeah, it could be. <laughs> you know? Uh, but anyway, Sergeant Castro. Interesting what uh, to find out what he'll be doing in this show, especially if he's only in two episodes. I'm going to guess he probably only survives two episodes, but we'll see. You never know. And then last time we talked about Reuben Blades, this this guy who's been cast in the show. And at the time, we didn't know his character name. Well, now, according to IMDb, he will be playing Daniel. And I read uh, somewhere that he will be playing the father of Ophelia, a character played by Mercedes Mason that I think we mentioned last time. Yep, yep. So a little bit more about him. Now, coincidentally, a listener, listener Daniel from the internet wrote in and said Ruben Blades is a salsa singer turned actor who's best known for Do the Right Thing in 1989, The Malagro Beanfield War in 88, The X-Files in 1997, Once Upon a Time in Mexico in 2003 and Safe House in 2012. Super excited, he is a talented actor, and since this show takes place in L.A., there should be more Latino or Latina actors. For sure. So he, he should sing some salsa in this show, that'd be awesome. Well, you know, The Walking Dead needs one singer in every show. That's true. And and we lost Beth in the, in the main show, she lasted five years, but we lost her, and so now in Fear the Walking Dead, we're going to have Ruben Blades playing Daniel, and he can do a little salsa singing for us. Yep.
1: I think that would be just fine.
0: In the right circumstance, of course.
1: Well, yeah, it's not just going to be, you know, overdubbing of, uh, you know, a zombie. You know, He's not going to be narrating or singing along to, uh, you know, a zombie herd attack. You know, singing some salsa in the background while everybody else gets eaten and trampled. That sure
0: would make this a different show. That's for sure. Which is one of the things I want. So maybe that would be okay. That would be okay. I'd be fine with it. Anyways, we've also got finally here Patricia Reyes Spindola, has Griselda Salazar. And if that is not one of the best names you've ever heard, I think you're lying to me. Griselda Salazar.
1: Griselda Salazar is awesome. (laughs) That's a good name.
0: Yeah. Now, this actress has been acting for a really long time. I looked her up. And uh, the thing is, though, she has almost no English credits. I think she's Mexican, and she's been in a lot of non-English speaking roles. So We'll see what she does here on Fear the Walking Dead as Griselda Salazar. It's a
1: good name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's good. <laughs> I hope she, she's listed for five episodes, so I hope she sticks around and they start calling her Grizz. Because oh, Grizz.
1: It's, such, it's even the short
0: form is awesome. Grizz Salazar. It works. I mean, if you're going to be fighting zombies in the zombie Grizzy. apocalypse, you should be called Grizz. You're darn right. Right? That's
1: amazing. That's an excellent name. So are changing who... my name to Grizzelda.
0: Yeah. Why not? You know, my name is Chris. Maybe I should just change it a little bit and go to Grizz. It's pretty close. Or, or
1: you know, Chriselda. I could call you call you that. Chriselda. I'm pretty sure Chris is short form for Chriselda. In my case, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Chris. Chriselda.
0: Uh, okay. That's all the sort of main ones. There's a whole bunch more as well that they've added to the the page on IMDb. They're mostly unnamed characters though, and listed in just one episode. So. Uh, I guess you can go over to the IMDb page if you want to see that complete list. The thing is, all of them are only listed for the pilot. So I started thinking, I wonder if this means anything or we can glean anything from the fact that there's all these characters listed in the pilot episode. And the only thing I could think of was, you know, maybe there's a lot going on in this pilot, but maybe a lot of people are killed off in this pilot. So then I started thinking, they've always been saying that this show is going to show, you know, the early days of the outbreak and have little pockets here and there. And, you know, maybe people aren't really going to know what's going on at first. Maybe they're going to go faster than they're they're saying. You know what I mean? No. They're going to progress the story faster than I'm saying. Like, if let's say the show starts and in the first 10 minutes, it's life as usual. We have a high school operating here, normal day at high school. We've got a hospital, normal day in the hospital. And we see all these characters like Doctor Whoever and, you know, high school student and cheerleader and so on. And we just see them going about their regular days. What I was hoping for was to draw that out and see a little bit more of regular life over, you know, maybe the whole first season, which is six episodes. Yep. But if all these characters are only in for one episode, does that mean that, you know— things blow up really quick and they all scatter or get killed off or whatever. And we're on full on apocalypse by the end of the first episode.
1: Yes, that's true. And, you know, I'm with you. I was hoping that they would, uh, they would make, you know, the first season this, you know, the opening week of the, uh, of the apocalypse. I think that would be great. But then their regular lives would have to be compelling, which, uh, you know, is, is a danger and and a fear of mine. Uh, but you're right, if uh, all these actors are only in the pilot, then uh, things are going to happen fast. Right. going to be, uh, you know, people that are going to be, have speaking roles and then get uh, crushed by uh, cars on the freeway. <laughs> right. <laughs> or eaten by zombies, as it were. <laughs> well, you know, there's a zombie attack and people freak out and start driving stupid and, uh, you know, smash into people and, you know, the, get launched over a guardrail and land in the middle of a school. And uh, crush the teacher and six students kind of thing. Quit your stupid driving.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, all I'm saying is I have a feeling that maybe this show is going to progress a little quicker than we expect or than we hope it to. So I don't know. We'll just have to wait till the end of August to find out.
1: Yeah. You know, time will uh, will tell.
0: Yes. Well, along those lines, uh, Robert Kirkman was interviewed in Entertainment Weekly, and he had this to say. He said, I will say that I don't consider this show to be a prequel to The Walking Dead because there will be a point where a certain episode of this show will line up with season two of The Walking Dead and a certain episode of this show will line up with season three of The Walking Dead. So we will be progressing through time to the point that we do pass the initial days of the outbreak. But how fast is it that we get there? That's just going to have to remain a mystery.
1: Well, that might happen all in the, uh, the first two episodes.
0: God, I hope not. I mean, <laughs> I don't want them to feel constrained by making this show somehow match up with the original show, well, right? Well, how
1: would we know? How would we know? Because they're set so far apart uh, physically. Like, how would we... And there's no, nothing in uh, you know, The Walking Dead that dictates a particular time period you know, it's all just stuff that happens on a relatively local scale. Even the explosion of the CDC, right, is still local. It's not a national event, that kind of thing. So how, how would we know that uh, an event in this show lines up with a particular event in uh, The Walking Dead? That's
0: a, that's a really good point. I mean, as the audience, we shouldn't know that at all. The characters in the show certainly won't have any insight into it. So why is Kirkman telling us this?
1: Because he's full of shit.
0: <laughs> that's your answer for everything. <laughs> Every time Kirkman says
1: something, that well, man he is opened his mouth. That's how shit. I know. That's how I know he's lying. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so the only thing I can think of is that we have character crossovers. We have Morgan showing up in *Fear of the Walking Dead*. Oh, please mm-hmm. no. And this is how uh, you know Dwayne. Uh, you know he's there too. And then what happens to Dwayne? And th- that's how we find out what happened to that. So that's the only thing I can think of is that we have minor characters in The Walking Dead show up in L.A. You know what I think is going on here? What I think that
0: Kirkman is speaking from a showrunner writer perspective. When they, so
1: it's it's going to be something that we don't we can't see. Like it's, it's not going to be on the screen. Exactly.
0: It's not going to be on screen. It's him sitting down in the writing room, going, "All right, we're telling a different story with different characters on the other side of the country." They don't interact at all, but to keep our sanity, let's write this and say, you know, we have this arc we want to get through, and it's going to be like a certain amount of Walking Dead time. There's Walking Dead time. There's the universal Walking Dead time. Let's think of it like that, right? And and that time is defined by the main show. The main show is Greenwich Walking Dead time. Right. And so when they're writing Fear the Walking Dead, they're like, this happens— season two episode seven walking dead time with you and that's how they kind of figure out the timeline in their own minds but i don't think it's anything that we are going to see on screen or have any insight into at least i hope not like i just don't see any way that the characters on this show would have any idea or any way to place themselves sort of in time relative to the other show yes exactly it's got to have its own timeline, right? Even the CDC exploding—you know—that's a big explosion. Obviously, pre-apocalypse. If the CDC exploded, that would be worldwide news. Everyone would know.
1: Yes. Here, nobody can know because there is no more news, right? That's true. So, see that—that's the thing—is that uh, everything that's happened in The Walking Dead uh, has been a local event. Nothing has been a national event that would uh, would tell us. Uh, something that has spanned the entire country that would be a, uh, you know, a, a milestone that we could uh, latch onto for both shows.
0: Yeah, there nope. is really no such thing as a national event anymore. No. Right? Except for the zombie
1: outbreak. Everyone knows that's happening. Well, yeah, but that's not really news. That's just kind of like the world as it is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just what's going on. That, yeah, no, if there was a news program, they probably would talk about it, but uh, it'd be like the weather, you know? <laughs> yeah. Today is a chance of a uh, zombie herd on the I-75. Uh, you know, it's slow going around there, but if you go to the, uh, the I-23, the I don't know if there's an I-23, then uh, you'll make a lot a better time over there. Except there's a pile up, so uh, you better walk.
0: <laughs> or run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's more of a traffic report than weather, but I get what you're saying.
1: <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, that makes more sense.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, I'm the more we hear about Fear the Walking Dead... The more curious I am about how this show is going to play out. So I can't wait. I can't wait until August. I'm really looking forward to diving into this show. Yeah, for sure. All right. One more item here, and that is about Telltale, the video game company that makes The Walking Dead video games, of course. And their director of PR, a guy by the name of Joe Bestoffer, I think we've talked about him before and probably commented on his name, but so we don't need to do that now. But he tweeted out, big news for The Walking Dead fans, we promised. Look for it at 9 a.m. Pacific time on the 15th on the official YouTube live stream for for E3, which is coming up. Right. Um, I think that's June 15th this month, so relatively soon, next week. Uh, And then he clarified in another tweet, we've said before, while it won't be around season three, it will be something major for The Walking Dead fans in 2015. So he's he's reiterating that there is going to be no season three of the video game this year, but there's right. going to be something else. And this is kind of the confirmation of when we're going to find out what that is. What could it be? I don't know. I mean, they're a video game company, so you got to think they're going to make another video game, or are they going to make some sort of season 2.5 interim chapter in the game and not really go full on season three, but then... Does that really make any sense? I don't know. Animated television show. So so, Telltale is is getting into is getting into uh, like TV. I mean, it's already on AMC.
1: Maybe. Well, yeah. No, um, I'm just thinking, and an maybe an ad- animated uh, web series. Right. I guess a video game company could do something like
0: that. I mean, they do. They do write and direct the game, and it's, it's, it almost is an animated series,
1: you know? It, yeah, exactly, except it's interactive. This would be non-interactive, uh, you know, web content.
0: I suppose. I, I don't it's know. It's a
1: Facebook game. I don't know.
0: I don't know. None of that feels like it fits perfectly. The only thing that fit, that fits with Telltale is another video game, but why would they do another game when they can just continue with the successful franchise they have already going? Oh, because they can double their money. If they get two franchises. Oh, right. Doubling their money. I forgot about doubling their money. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. Because I'd buy both of them. Well, yeah. (laughs) And I'd make you buy both of them so we can talk about it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And lots of other people out there would buy both of them. Uh, You're right. Probably another video game. That would be the money doubling game. Yes. Well, we'll see. Listen, if it's good and it's fun and it's exciting to play, I don't care. I'm all for it. Me too, actually. Yeah,
1: I did. I do enjoy the game, so uh, you know, bring
0: it on. But if it's a piece of crap, that's just like a cash grab. That they're only putting like, you know, the interns on to build. No offense against interns, because you do great work. But you know, if it sucks, that's gonna you
1: can't have a project all with all interns. You have to have an actual paid employee involved in uh, a significant way, right?
0: You, You need someone that's invested in that to that level.
1: Because, you know, that's just not, that's not fair to anybody. That's not fair to the interns. If you're putting so much, uh, you know, uh, you're relying on them to produce your content, that's, uh, you should pay those people. Those are not, that's not an intern position. You should pay those people, which means that they're paid employees. They might be paid crap, but, uh, you shouldn't get interns to, to run your company for sure.
0: I agree. So let's hope this new game, whatever it turns out to be, is really awesome. And And we all don't mind spending our money on it.
1: Right, and I just hope it's not the Dixon Brothers, because that was unplayable. Yeah, uh, there's
0: another—there's um, that overkill Walking Dead game coming out this year sometime, sometime too, which uh, I think looks pretty interesting. So that's the other thing. There's already another video game coming out by a different company that's more of a first-person like Walking Dead shooter, which is going to be better than the Dixon Brothers game we all hope. So, right, like, I don't know. It's just—maybe Telltale is starting a whole new division— You're right, to get into animated series or something else, and they're launching it with The Walking Dead. Like, what other better property is there to launch something new? That's true. So we will see. It's only a week away until the uh, E3, and it's going to be live at 9 a.m. Pacific time on the 15th. So tune into YouTube.
1: That's a week from today, man.
0: Amazing. Amazing. All right, so next time we record... We will know the answer to these questions, we hope.
1: Yeah, well, I sure hope so. If, they, if we don't, they lied. Yeah, and I don't like liars. Don't like liars one bit. Yes, you do. I do? Robert Kirkman. He's a liar. He's a proven liar. But I, I, you like him. I, I kind of like him,
0: yeah. Although I do think he's a bit... He's a bit cold. Like, I met him in real life, and sure, he's friendly and he shakes your hand, but he's not like the super most friendly outgoing guy. But you know what? I don't blame him. He meets a lot of people every day.
1: I'm not the super most friendly outgoing guy. And I like you. That's true. <laughs> That's because we got stuck in a room together for uh, a couple of months. Yeah, it was even... Remember when we worked in that little room? Tiny little room, you and me, crammed in Didn't have in a there. choice. All we had to... You know, the only thing we had to do other than throw our computers around because clients were stupid uh, was uh, was talk about weird things. And and write code. Oh, yeah, work. We did a little bit of the work, too. Just a little bit, though. Only only enough to barely get by and not get fired. <laughs> that was me. I don't know about you. <laughs> N- neither
0: of us got fired, and both of us have moved on to bigger and better things. So yep. we were doing something right, Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I'm not entirely convinced of that, but that's okay. <laughs> that's a whole different thing. <laughs> Anyhow, let's move on. That's all I've got for the Walking Dead news. So stay tuned a little bit later in the podcast for to hear who our next walking dead actor spotlight is going to be because we will be doing that two weeks from today on our next podcast. Um, but before we get to that, I have just a few random things I want to chat about. And the first one here is not a lot of it is, you know, immensely walking dead related, but the first one here is I got an email from Naomi in Prosser, Washington, the state, she says, not DC, I don't think there's anywhere else within Washington, D.C. It just is Washington, D.C. No,
1: well, it could be the street name. I suppose. uh, You know, uh, I got a call from Potomac, Washington. Maybe there's
0: there's like mail districts or something in there. So like the mail
1: knows where to go or something? I don't know. Mail is not sentient. It doesn't know where to go. (laughs) Maybe your mail's not sentient. Anyway, yes, Washington, the state, makes perfect sense. So we used to recommend
0: audiobooks on audible yeah and in theory we could still do that because we're still part of the program but we sort of moved on now uh naomi sent in a recommendation which uh is a book we've actually both read and have already recommended but my naomi said may i suggest the martian by andy weir it was fantastic it was hilarious witty sciencey fun easy to read or listen and turns out they're going to make a movie of it this november with matt damon matt damon yes Matt Damon and 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 I just wanted to bring this up because it is a fantastic book. Thank you, Naomi, for the recommendation. Um, and you know, you can get it by going to Audible, uh, audibletrial.com dot slash Talking Dead if you want to get that for free. Uh, but we've both read the book, and I think it's safe to say we both thought it was fantastic.
1: I listened to the Audible uh, version of the book based on your recommendation, and uh, because you liked it, and I loved it. Mm -hmm. I thought it was uh, fantastic. I'm I'm definitely excited about the movie, and I will definitely be listening to that book again before the movie comes out.
0: It's a good idea. In fact, I think that's a really good idea. I might do that too. But the reason I bring this up is that a big, long trailer for the movie was released uh, today or yesterday, like in the last 48 hours, I think. Big fat trailer. A big fat one. And we've both seen it. And because we recommended this book, because we both liked it, because Naomi from Prosser, Washington, the state, liked it, I wanted to talk a little bit about this trailer and see what you thought of it. Because I had some thoughts. I only watched it once, but I had some thoughts. But I'll let you go first. What did you think of the trailer for The Martian?
1: Okay, so... Uh, Let me preface this by saying uh, I am super excited about the movie because I like the book so much, but that because I'm super excited, that makes me scared as hell about this movie. Yep. Because I want so bad for it to be a good movie. I don't want them to screw it up. I don't want it to be crap. I want this to be a good, solid sci-fi movie with good writing, good direction, good acting, uh, good special effects. I want this to be a stellar, pardon the pun, uh, science fiction movie. So, uh, I watched this trailer with, uh, great trepidation and great fear and great excitement. And, uh, I'm, I'm kind of still on the fence about whether or not I'm excited or scared about this movie. Because there was some things in the movie that, uh, or in the trailer that, uh, made me happy that uh, it and excited that it might be a, a good movie but there was a couple of things in the, in the trailer that made me nervous uh and i'm not sure that it's going to be i, I just I, i'm still nervous about the movie
0: i'm i think i'm on the same page as you i watched this trailer and kind of got a little worried and maybe a little bit disappointed with the way it, it looks like they're taking this movie Yeah. And it's directed by Ridley Scott. It was written by Drew Goddard, who has written uh, a bunch, um, and, and done a bunch of other amazing stuff. He directed Cabin in the Woods, a movie I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, you know, he was a, a producer on Lost and he did the Daredevil series, a producer on the Daredevil series, the, um, Netflix one, I guess. um, and as a writer, I mean, yeah, Daredevil, Lost, World War Z, or uh, Cloverfield. He was the Cloverfield guy from way back in the day. Yep. Angel, Buffy, you know, he's 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 got some really good credits to his name. Um, anyways, the trailer made for The Martian made me nervous because it didn't look or feel anything like the book felt when I was reading it.
1: No, it didn't. And can we talk about that or like do we how how spoilery do we want to get here?
0: Well, I don't want to spoil it at all, but I want to say that this book is it's it's a it's a quiet book. It's not a loud obnoxious, you know, mission to Mars rescue kind of book. It is a story about a guy who is all by himself has to figure out how to survive, uses science to do that. And it's it's really a lot about sort of keeping your cool when you are in solitude and have very little hope. Right. At least that's one of the things I took away from the book. And then there's a whole bunch of really cool science piled onto it, which was really fascinating to read about and really sort of inspiring that this character was smart enough to, you know, come up with, things like that to help help him survive. And that's the book, to me. The movie looks like they've added way, 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 way more of the big action um, sort of mission to rescue him than I think there should be.
1: Yeah, okay, so that might be uh, a bit of a, uh, a lost leader, too, right? Because there, you know, that... I'm really nervous about spoiling the book. But uh, you know, that might not it might not be as big an action thing as the trailer makes out. I think the trailer is designed to like all trailers designed to get people to come to the movie theater and watch the damn movie. So, if it was just kind of a quiet introspective with uh, a guy sitting in a room talking into a camera, if that was the whole trailer, you know, maybe maybe not. It would be interesting, but this way, with all the other stuff, it's like, whoa, it's a big sci-fi kind of mission to Mars thing. Uh, it might garner a little bit, a little bit more interest than in that. Yeah. So I agree with you that it makes me nervous, but uh, I still have hope. I still have hope.
0: As long as they don't do away with everything I liked about the book, or you know, that, or if we have that, but it the expense of this other sort of big action-y type stuff. Um, you know, I, I I'm gonna be okay with it. But maybe you're right. Maybe they're showing all showing us all that to get the general population excited, you know, big fancy, you know, space mission to Mars movie, um, when it isn't really that in the end. But I mean all the other cast members in this are big names. Kate Mara, Jessica Chastain, Kristen Wiig, Sean Bean, Donald Glover, Jeff Daniels, Michael Pina, Chuita Lajafor. I mean, it's not like these are no names. These are characters or these are actors that you'd think would want to have big fleshed out parts.
1: But the, I think there are also actors that would recognize when they're uh, like they're not Arnold Schwarzenegger that demands a big part in Batman and Robin, where he has more lines as the Iceman than Batman has in a movie called Batman. So it's not it's not Arnold Schwarzenegger. The, I think these actors are smart enough that they would accept a smaller role, uh, in order to make a good movie in an excellent like, movie, right? Yeah. So they're not you know they're they know that this movie is not their vehicle right they're just they are a smaller but important they're a smaller but important you know character in this movie but it's not their movie and they and I think they all can recognize that mm-hmm. like you know if Arnold Schwarzenegger was in this the whole thing would be out the friggin window or if <laughs> uh what's her name was in it, it's um uh, the lady who played uh Storm in X-Men Halle Berry. Halle Berry. If Halle Berry had a part in this, I would probably not go see the movie because I know that she would just fuck the whole thing up.
0: <laughs> <We're> not <laughs> a Halle Berry
1: fan, are you? <laughs> no, but I mean, I'm mad what she did with the with the X-Men. It's like she demanded a bigger role in the X-Men. I want this to be a, uh, you know, a storm movie. Anyway, so, you know, I, I respect all of these actors to the point where I can accept, I can hope that they would accept a smaller role uh, but be important characters in this, in this movie. They all are
0: very good actors, all of them.
1: So yeah, see, this is, this is, I, I agree with you that it makes me nervous, but, you know, because of all these points, I still have hope. Okay.
0: All right, fair enough. I think it's just a trailer and we should probably relax a little
1: bit. At least I should. You know, if anyone needs to relax, it's me. You want to know about the two things that make me the most nervous? Sure. The line... I'm we're, I'm going to science the shit out of this.
0: No, but you know what? That is kind of in line with his character. He, in the book, he makes like kind of pop culture quips like that once in a while. And I feel like, yes, it did stand out in the trailer, but I think it is within Mark Watney's character.
1: Okay. So it's th- that that's good. I'm glad you, uh, you, you're taking that point because that line scares me scares the hell out of me. Okay, what's the other thing? Just because of the, you know, if that's going to be the style of script that we're going to have to deal with, uh, it's going to just annoy me. Because that line annoyed me, and that better be the only line in the whole movie that annoyed me. and Except for the uh, in-your-face Neil Armstrong, which is another line that sort of annoyed me. But, uh, you know, if those are the only two lines that annoy me in this whole movie, I'd be okay.
0: Yeah, well, there's a part in the book where Isn't there a part in the book where, I don't know, is he using a calculator and he spells out boobies or something and he goes, boobies. Yes. Okay. So this is what I mean. This is the kind of character, this is the kind of guy he is.
1: And this is why I want to listen to the book again before the movie comes. Because I want to, you know, if it's in the book and if it fits that character, uh, then I can accept it more and maybe the movie will be better, but. You know, those two lines kind of made me nervous. And the, the last thing that made me nervous was the size of the habitat that he was in mm-hmm. in the trailer. Uh, you know, the, in the book, the, uh, I got the impression that he was in this tiny little, you know, it's very expensive to lift a piece of equipment, lift a pound of crap off the Earth, put it into something and take it to Mars and then land it on Mars. You know, that's a very expensive operation. Every single ounce has to be accounted for and be absolutely necessary. Yeah. This uh, habitat that he was that's, he said was supposed to last 31 days is awfully large. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's, might be, it's inflatable. It's an inflatable habitat, which is, you know, really helpful, but it's still, you know, if you're taking a bunch of people to Mars and they're going to live in this thing for 30 days, you know, uh, astronauts you know, one of the criteria is you have to be willing to live in very cramped quarters for a very long time. You know, like just having this big, you know, vaulted ceiling great room in your habitat really kind of makes me nervous.
0: Well, we are going to have to revisit this and officially review the movie after it comes out. Yeah. So even if there's a surprise Halle
1: Berry casting, you're going to have to go see it. Well yeah, okay, so I might have misspoke. If Halle Berry was in it, I'd probably still go see it, but I'd be <laughs> mad about it. All right. Well, Kate Mara
0: and and uh, Jessica Chastain I prefer over Halle Berry for sure. Um anyways, we will review this movie probably officially when it comes out uh in November, the 25th of November apparently. We'll do that during the season 6 hiatus, I think. Um I'm curious to see if, you know, if our if our fears are justified or if they can pull it off and this becomes
1: an instant classic hopefully the latter all right so when we go see it to make it more relevant we'll just pretend the potatoes are zombies (laughs) sure why not okay and then we'll go from there
0: zombie potatoes uh all right i saw another movie this weekend that i wanted to talk about for a minute and that was san andreas (laughs) I, i had six hours to kill i was in edmonton And that's how
1: you chose to kill them?
0: I was in Edmonton. You could have
1: gone to a strip club. You could have gone to a bar. You could have sat on a corner and uh, talked to people coming down the street, and you probably would have had uh, spent your time a little more wisely. Strip club?
0: I don't know. (laughs) It's been a long (laughs) time since I've been in one of those establishments, and I'm not sure I need to go again. However, um, I was in Edmonton for four days for work, and my flight home yesterday was until six PM. I had to check out of the hotel at eleven, so I had some hours to kill. And I decided to go see San Andreas because that was the only movie playing at the theater at the right time that I hadn't seen. That was close by to me, the theater. West
1: Edmonton Mall?
0: No, I was not in the West Edmonton Mall. Anyhow,
1: no, but you could have gone to the
0: West. Oh, anyway, no, sorry, it, it was I'm, too... I'm assuming the movie was crap. It was too far away. Well. Tell me have you no know, do you know anything about this movie have you seen the trailer have you spent any moment thinking about it at all
1: I've I've seen the trailer and the only moment I've thought about it was I'm not seeing that Are you a fan of The Rock? Uh, conceptually yes although <laughs> I don't go I don't watch a lot of his movies No and I'm I... not sure why that is now I'm now questioning that Okay. You know the one where he played the f- Tooth Fairy? I didn't see that one. Oh good lord no neither did I. <laughs> so
0: I went to see this. Now, I had to see it in 3D because it was my only option, and I hate watching movies in 3D. Um, I didn't like—I mean, I did like Mad Max a lot, but for me, my experience was taken down a little because I had to watch it in 3D. If I I got to watch it in 2D, I would have enjoyed it much better. Okay. But that being said, I had to watch San Andreas in 3D. This movie was pretty bad— um, I'm not going to say it was 100% bad because some of the action, some of the the earthquake stuff was kind of exciting and was extremely big and bold and loud. And, you know, if, if you like that sort of thing, then there's a lot of it in this film. But man, oh man, every time someone opened their mouth, it was the dumbest. It, I just felt stupider listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> it... Was so poorly written that I just I almost couldn't get past how how dumb it was. And this was written by Carlton Hughes, one of the Lost guys. Oh yeah, yeah, one of those guys. And yeah, so it, it did not have dialogue going for it. Um, it did kind of have action going for it, but even the action got to be a little stupid after a while. Um, some stuff was just so beyond belief, like it just stretched your belief to the limit and maybe passed a little bit because it, it just was so ridiculous. Um, even all the scenes with uh,
1: Paul Giamatti as like an re- uh, earthquake researcher were God. just pretty dumb. It would have been better with Bob Balaban. And Bob Balaban is the uh, the science you know researcher guy in any movie. Yeah. It just makes it better. Well, I'll take
0: your word for it. But- Paul
1: Giamatti is a good choice. But uh, Bob Balaban would have been there. Yeah, not
0: great. Um, the guy who played... Uh, do you remember the guy who played the orig- Mr. Fantastic in the first uh, Fantastic Four couple of movies? Yeah, I just watched a movie with him in it. I- Ian Grufford or whatever, or yeah. Ion, whatever. He was in this in a completely useless role, like almost entirely useless. Now, I will say he was responsible for another character delivering probably the best one-liner in the film there's a couple of good one-liners and this one didn't get the biggest laugh but i it was my favorite and it was delivered by carla gugino and i won't uh i won't spoil that um the rock delivers the other good sort of one-liner in the movie which got a big laugh in my theater right so i guess you can look forward to that um, i do enjoy carla gugino I I find her immensely attractive, and as I said to my wife the other day, she's age-appropriate for me, so...
1: Oh, that's good. What, uh, Carla Gugino? Let's Carla Gugino. Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: 1971, born, and you would remember her from um, uh,
1: Watchmen, right? I remember her from Watchmen, uh, not Watchmen, uh, Sin City.
0: Uh, well, no, she was in Watchmen. I don't know if she was in, in Watchmen.
1: Uh, yeah, she was also in Sin City. You're right, and you're our, right. And I remember her from... Well, you know, we started watching Wayward Pines, which she's in now. mm mm-hmm. um, Yeah, no, I know who she is now that I've seen the... It, again, it's the, the face, name, right, issue. Okay, so,
0: yeah. I mean, that's all I wanted to say. I sat through this. It was pretty dumb. And if I had to write a... <laughs> If I had to write a a description or a plot summary for this movie, it would be this. Giant earthquake strikes. Uh, The Rock abandons important rescue job to save busty family. (laughs) Because he goes, you know, he goes after his wife, Carlo Gugino, who runs around in low cut tops the whole time, after his daughter, who does the same thing, played by Alexandra Daddario. Right, it's a good name, Alexander Daddario, but uh, yeah, that's that pretty much sums up the movie right there. That's about
1: it. Speaking of bad writing and Halle Berry, what was that Bond movie that she was in with uh, Pierce Brosnan? Oh, I don't know. Um, that was years ago. I don't forget what the name was. Uh, whatever that was, that movie was so horrible. The writing and dialogue was so horrible in that movie. I couldn't watch it. You know, and it's a Bond movie. You can you can just kind of get by on the ridiculous action alone and you know the dialogue is gonna be cheesy, but it was just so bad I, I had to turn it off. Every time uh you know Halle Berry and uh, Pierce Brosnan started talking to each other it's just like it was just it was like a blow to the stomach. It was so bad. It was <laughs> I couldn't do it. I physically could not watch that movie. Die Another day. Jinx Johnson was her character. Oh god. It was just so bad. Jinx I, I,
0: Johnson. <laughs> I
1: think I have a problem with Halle Berry. I liked uh, Monster's Ball. Okay. She was in that. I like that. Uh, I'm trying to think of other stuff that
0: she might have been in that I kind of liked. Well, I don't know. While you're doing that, I'm just going to say San Andreas, silly movie, but a few good like earthquake action scenes. But if you don't like seeing California get destroyed, this is another movie that takes a lot out of Los Angeles and San Francisco. So, you know, know that going in. Right. I'm not seeing this movie. Not ever. We won't even like watch it at home someday. Yeah. I don't will. think
1: I could. I, I I think it's uh it's one of those movies that I would just skip. Like, why why would I spend a couple hours watching that? What? Like, I can't imagine doing it. I, I can't bet imagine
0: you, I bet you I could come up with a lot of movies
1: you sat there for a couple hours watching. <laughs> there's a there's a bunch of movies that I could watch while doing something else. Okay, right? well maybe this I, is a candidate for that. I can't do that. Not with action movies oh. because there's no dialogue, right? And it's all car chases and screaming and uh, yelling and come on and, uh, you know, buildings falling over and stuff. And that's not something you listen to in the background. It's all visual. So no, the movies that I, uh, that I tend to watch while I'm doing something else are a bit on the talky side. Mm-hmm. I like, uh, you know, give me a nice solid television show without any car chases and I will watch that from beginning to end while doing something else. <laughs> so you'll you'll half watch it right okay but, like, as soon as there's a car chase i can't uh, i can't do it it's just so annoying in the background that i can't deal with
0: it all right anyways san andreas kind of crappy movie um and then finally i just wanted to mention Louie because the louis show is what is it season five now or something like that already uh, maybe it's maybe it's not that uh that many seasons in but Whatever season it's on. I'll see if I can figure it out real quick here. Uh, Yeah, season five. Holy crap. Um, I've been watching season five. I purchased it on iTunes, and you've seen some of the show, right? First season. Just the first season? Just the first season. Dude, watch this show. Season, like, I don't remember everything that happened in two, three, and four, but it's all good. Season five, I think, is some
1: of the best TV I've ever seen. Louis C.K., I love. Like, I'll, I've watched all of his stand-up stuff that I can get my hands on. Every time he's on Conan or anything, I end up watching it on YouTube. Yeah. I'm a huge Louis C.K. fan, but I, for some reason, have not watched this show. But but the thing about his show is, and I can see this, that, like, his show is not
0: his comedy, right? It's it's based on his real life, um, but it's not him sort of... It's not him doing his stand-up, although that's in there a little bit, right? So... You know, I can see how you don't, aren't necessarily, or some people can't make the jump straight from his stand-up comedy to his TV show, because it's a little bit different. But I'm telling you, it is so worth it if you do. Every season of this show has something in it that is just, almost every episode of this show, I'll say, has something in it that is just, just staggeringly good, in my opinion, and so honest, and so real about, about his life and just about life in general that I can't get over how good I think it is. So, um, and season five is no exception. Every single episode makes me laugh. It makes me horrified. It, it shocks me It whatever, you know, and it's just, it's so good. And I think I was telling you a couple of weeks ago, I think it's the cold open for episode two of season five is two or three minutes long. It is a little self-contained bit that they don't refer to ever again, but the thing is so well done. It has a beginning, a middle, and an end. It tells a whole story. It has drama. It has comedy. It has everything, and it's one of the best sequences of anything I've ever seen in my life, so I just can't say how how good I think this show is, and if you don't watch it and get caught up, I'm going to be really disappointed. Okay. So you got to do I'm,
1: it I'm on it i'll uh, I'll make it happen
0: all right and and everybody out there, I recommend you doing this uh I don't think you'll be disappointed, but man, oh man, is Louie ever good and i I look forward to new episodes constantly. I hope this show goes on forever. Louie's a genius the guy makes so so much good t v yeah um. And Anything I, else you want to push? Well, I, there is one more thing, but I feel like I'm just sort of talking on about stuff I love here. But that would be this uh, this HBO documentary miniseries called The Jinx. It finished up earlier this year, six episodes. Everyone should go watch that too. It is a documentary about the life of a guy named Robert Durst, who um, was born into this rich New York real estate family. So basically a born billionaire, never had to worry about money. And he's accused of murder, and that's all I'll say, but it is also well worth watching. You should check this out Um, and uh, go all the way through. I watched the whole thing on my flight to and from Edmonton and just couldn't stop. So uh, you haven't seen that either, I guess, but I recommend you do.
1: I will acquire and watch it. (laughs) All
0: right. Very good. I don't know why I wanted to just talk about all this stuff here on the podcast today, but I feel like I've watched a lot of good TV lately and I just wanted to get it out. I needed to tell somebody and, you know, turn somebody else on to all this really good content that they might be missing out on.
1: Yeah. And then you and I both are going to watch Game of Thrones as soon as uh, this podcast is over.
0: As soon as this is over, I'm going to watch Game of Thrones. That's right. I'm excited about that. It's the penultimate episode. oh my God, the last
1: episode was go watch it
0: oh the last one game of thrones was by far the best one of, of uh that's in season five too right so
1: yeah i think that was might have been the best episode of the series in my opinion
0: it comes close it certainly was up there with um with my favorites of the whole series so all right um anything you want to push anything you want to just ramble on about before we move? No, game, on game to of the... thrones that's all i had okay game of thrones watch game of thrones Louie, the jinx The Martian trailer, but not San Andreas.
1: Yeah, skip San Andreas altogether. Just pretend it doesn't exist, and it'll make Chris happy.
0: (laughs) All right. Um, Okay, Jason, let's talk about our Walking Dead actor spotlight that we're going to do in a couple of weeks. Cool, cool, cool. So we are going to—well, here, in case you're a new listener, or this is your first time, or you just don't listen in the summer, what we do is we take a walk— a walk. We take an actor. <laughs> we take a walk. We hold hands. We talk we about outside. our lives. Yeah, we go outside and get some fresh air. Um, no, what we do is we choose an actor or actress from The Walking Dead, and then we go back and watch three or four or five selections from their back catalog, other TV episodes, movies, whatever. If someone was performing on stage, I'd go see them on stage. It's a little harder to work out that, though. Um, and this time... And then what we do is watch all that and we come back and we just talk about their previous acting jobs and, and, you know, whether it relates to The Walking Dead or not, doesn't matter. We just kind of see what they've done in the past. So this time we are going to do Tova Feldsche hmm. Feldshuh, oh, interesting name. Um, and if, she of course plays Deanna in Alexandria in season five, Deanna Monroe. Cool. I'm looking forward to this. I think it's going to be good. Me too. Um, I was not really aware of her too much before she joined The Walking Dead. So this is going to be mostly all new to me, and I'm excited. So the first selection we're going to watch is a movie from 1973. It's her first on-screen credit, according to the IMDb, and it is called Scream. Peggy. Uh, oh, I screwed it up. Scream, pretty Peggy. <laughs> there you go. Scream, comma, pretty Peggy. So this could be interesting. Um, who knows what we're going to get ourselves into with this movie, but it should be fun to watch and talk about. Um, then we're going to watch an episode of the old 80s TV show, Airwolf. Which I've never seen before.
1: Never? You've never seen Airwolf? I've never seen Airwolf. Wait a minute. you—that s- It's about a helicopter, right?
0: Yeah, like a secret... Uh, I'm not even sure if it's military, but it's like a secret helicopter that's as fast as as fighter jets.
1: <laughs> that's like kick puncher
0: and yeah. heavily armed kick puncher. <laughs> it's just like, it's a helicopter that's as fast as a plane. That's right. <laughs> um, so it's season one, episode seven, c- titled "Fight Like a Dove," <laughs> which is the dumbest title ever. <laughs> well, air- I can't believe. You watched all that TV in the 80s, like Knight Rider, and Magnum P.I., and the Dukes of Hazzard, and Three's Company, and you never watched Airwolf.
1: Well- That's weird, man. N- to be honest, you know, I saw a few episodes of Knight Rider, and what uh, was the Dukes of Hazzard I watched every week. Uh, Three's Company, it was on rerun, so who the hell hasn't seen them all? And uh, what was the last one you mentioned? Uh, Magnum P.I. Magnum P.I. Yeah, I may have watched an episode or two. You know, I, I did watch some, I didn't like, I wasn't like glued to the TV all through the eighties. Matlock. But, uh, you watched Matlock? I never met, watched Matlock, but I'd watch that now, I think. There's no <laughs> car chases in that, right? Well, I don't know. There probably if, is. If Matlock was on Netflix, I'd watch it. Okay. I'm telling you right now, I would watch Matlock. I think that sounds interesting. Just kind of a, a quirky you know, courtroom drama. I'd love it. But
0: somehow you missed Airwolf. That's weird.
1: Yeah, I got nothing for Airwolf. I don't even think I've seen a a, a single episode, but I'm excited because Ernest Borgnine is in it, and I really like him. Well, yeah. Well, season one, episode seven, Fight Like a Dove of Airwolf. He was in uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, The Poseidon Adventure. The first one, not the remake. Bullshit. Which was just called Poseidon, right? That's right. No, it's The Poseidon Adventure. Yeah, the remake was Poseidon. That's what I mean, yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, that's Airwolf. Um, then we're going to watch The Blue Iguana from 1988. I don't know much about this movie other than it stars Tova felcha Nothing, I got nothing. And then 2009 Acts of Mercy. So we're expan- we're spanning all the way from 1973 then into the 80s and then staying in the 80s with The Blue Iguana and getting into 2009 with Acts of Mercy. So we're we're really going wide range on her career here.
1: And I'm excited. That's going to be great. And it
0: should be fun. So like I said, this is not an actress I really was aware of before The Walking Dead, but I think we're going to open our eyes to some pretty interesting stuff here. So what we do is we watch all these things, as I said, then come back and talk about them on the next podcast. If you want to follow along or if you watch any of these things, do so and have any thoughts, send us a, send us an email with your comments and we'll get it on the uh, Spotlight Show when we do it in a couple of weeks. Cool. And then after that, maybe we'll choose another one for the rest of the summer. But for now, it's all about Tova. So that podcast will be coming up on, what is it, June 22nd, two weeks from now. And uh, I think that's all we're going to do this time. Anything else before we sign off? Nope. Nope. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Uh, All right. In that case, I'll tell you how you can contact us. You can send email to talkingdeadpodcast at gmail.com. You can call our toll free voicemail line at 1 866 483 9662. It's just voicemail. We don't answer the phone. So you can just leave your thoughts in a message. And if you screw it up, you can just call back and leave another message. It's fine. Promise not to answer. We promise. You can find us on Twitter at Talking Dead or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TheTalkingDead. And someone was asking me, Jason, if we're going to do another live call-in show this summer. We might. It, yeah, it could be in the cards. <laughs> it's, it hasn't been decided yet, uh, but if we do, we'll let you know if we're going to do that. Maybe we'll do that as uh, season six is starting, but we'll figure that out. Um, and otherwise, It's harder to
1: do now that we uh, podcast in a distributed fashion. Right, we're not in the same location anymore, and that's a little more tricky to do with a live show.
0: Uh, in theory, yes, but I think maybe we just haven't figured it out yet.
1: Yeah, I mean, you have what seven computers, and I have about five, so uh, we should be able to figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> well, I do, I do involve two
0: computers while I'm <laughs> podcasting, so yeah, why not you got just a couple of spares lying around, right? We'll just throw another one into the mix. That's yeah, right. Yes, yeah, just keep adding, adding them in. Um, but worst case scenario, you can still come to my house. I've, I haven't rescinded my invitation to you yet. Oh, yeah. I still know where you live, so we're okay. It's great. Um, all right. Uh, and then the only other thing is if you want to uh, support us, visit us on Patreon at patreon.com slash thetalkingdead or use our Amazon links at talkingdeadpodcast.com slash Amazon. And one more thing, all of our episodes, people have been asking about this too all the time, all of our episodes are available at the website talkingdeadpodcast.com even though only the last 50 are available at iTunes. Um, So if you want to get older episodes all the way back to number one. Even the crappy ones. All, including the crappy ones, which I can count on like 20 hands.
1: (laughs) Yeah, if I had a lot of hands, I'd be able to count the crappy ones. That's right. So Um, we're not telling you which ones they are, but uh, yeah, there's some real junkers out there.
0: There you go. You can find those all at TalkingDeadPodcast.com. All right, that's going to do it. So tune in in a couple of weeks for our Actor Spotlight on Tova Feldshuh. And until then, my name is Chris. My name is Jason. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Ciao.